Sally, play this for you. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's a good song. Yeah. yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. What's up, everyone? Uh, we are live on Real Estate. I am your host, Paul Faslakis. Got Salvatore Kuzmana. How are you, sir? I am good. Good morning. How are you? Good, man. We got Diane Satiroff from our team here. How are you? Great, Paul. Thank you. Good. And we have the one, the only, Nancy Robinson. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Nancy is from uh, Century 21 Town and Country, one of the top agents in the country, literally. Yeah. Uh, So welcome. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the market. We're going to talk about what you should do to win offers. Uh, but first and foremost, Nancy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Tell us how like you got in the business. I know you've been doing it for a little bit, and you've had yeah. success. Yeah. So talk to, talk to us a little bit about you know your past and how you got here. Uh, it was just a kind of an amalgamation of a lot of things. That's a good word. Thank you. It's wow. a great word. <laughs> Wanted to go into real estate at 18, and my dad was like, nope. It's uh, only a job for part-time housewives. And really? Wow. Yeah. So it's a good to college. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to get there, though. So. Yeah, no, no doubt. So I had to do the college thing, and yeah. then uh, I taught high school for about 12 years. Wow. You did? You were a yeah. teacher? And no, let my let my teaching certificate go because I knew I wasn't going to go back there. That's too hard of a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. So yeah. after that, I got a degree in clinical psych and worked at Wayne County Juvenile Court, doing testing and assessments of people who abuse and neglect their kids and expert testimony. Wow. For uh, that's awesome. Yeah. How's that? Uh, real estate's easier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's rough. Gotcha. So yeah, it was burnout after a while, and then I just remembered I wanted to go into real estate. Kind of came back to me. That was about twenty years ago. So had yeah, to, hit the ground you. running. That's great. Rookie of the year, first year Century Twenty One International. So you just went at it. Just did it. That's awesome. Did it. That's all, you had a passion for it, obviously. Yeah. 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 So um, I, you lived through the the meltdown. Yes. Right, which we, I, you know, I was there. Sal was just uh, 14 years old. I was not. So obviously living through that, you, we've, I personally think we grew and we learned yep. a lot through it, right? I Absolutely. think it was the best yeah. thing. I mean, anybody that made it through to the other side was better for it, I think, right? right. So what in that, in that time, I always like to ask, like, what did you do to like basically keep your head on straight, hold on? You know what I mean? I mean, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. Um, so several things kind of came together at once. Uh, I was had a bunch of listings that weren't selling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. Price reduction, price reduction. Get to the point where people are bringing money to the table. And you've got to figure out a way to get people out of that or not, or tell them to stay, just don't sell. Right. So one thing after another happened, and I ended up uh, doing short sales. And um, Which, you know, which was big at the time. Was big at the time. But I did my first short sales in 2007. Oh, wow. So okay. I could see it coming. Yeah. 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 And then um, I had, to, I was processing them myself, not like offhanding them to uh lawyers or title right. companies and then um, our company did a uh, cross marketing with bank of america and a bunch of suits came through my office and uh you know said hi and i 
you know, it's kind of weird to get see suits. Yeah, and a, a real estate all right. Off it's, it's, feels, so, feels stuffy. Very stuffy. So I invited them in. Man. Um, <laughs> Chit-chatted for a bit. They told me that they were, like, the one guy was the um, head of the whole district, you yeah. know, for Bank of America. And I, uh, you know, told them everything that was wrong with what was going on with the short sale industry or division of Bank of America. And... Um, he invited me to be a national consultant for a group that they were putting together. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So he took, he listened to you. He did. Interesting, because suits don't usually listen. <laughs> he, yeah. Well, they, they knew they had problems, and yeah. they were putting together a consultant group. So I was one of eight in the country. Wow. Wow. That That's awesome. So I, I wasn't getting leads from them, but I did get the bat phone. So anytime I had a problem, <laughs> <laughs> you had a direct line. I had yeah. a direct line. Nice. I couldn't just. Cool. And then I ended up on a couple other consultant gigs with like PNC and Fifth Third, and so you became a, a little bit of an authority on the matter at the time because you really like you. Took, I was you, doing it. Yeah, you were doing. I mean, nobody else really knows it unless they're doing it, right? Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So that got you through that. Got me through that. And then obviously, you know, fast forward to today, where we have a super super healthy market, in my opinion, right? Yeah, the inventory is low. Yeah, yeah, but it is like. It's like a rubber band, the way the ice is, uh-huh. you know, you pulled back, and boom. Now Slingshot. We're, yeah. yeah. So it came back with a vengeance. Um, so today, talk to me about your business today. So um, boy, uh, last year I closed just a little bit over 165, 67 um, transactions on my own. Right now I'm at about 70 closed that's a lot wow yeah so i think yeah way ahead yeah yeah Yeah. that's awesome yeah and um my my i've got um my partner karen uh does all our marketing okay and we'll work every once in a while with a buyer you know if she likes them and they like her (laughs) (laughs) right right so do you do mostly listings yeah 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 well yeah but this year's a little bit different you know it was in the past, it's been more like 65, 70% mm-hmm. listings. Right. And, uh, but with inventory down, you mm. know, and we're down 500 units over last year at this Think time. Think about that. Wow. We thought last year was bad, yeah. right? It's we thought last year was tough. They right. say it's, it's even worse. 45 days, the inventory. If everything, yeah, that's so, probably you know, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy wow. in yeah. Oakland County. So, so explain that yeah. to the audience just so they understand what that means, Sal. Um, so <laughs> basically, it means I. I and I could be wrong, but well, you are a suit. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am a suit. <laughs> a, so no, no tie, though. I, I might, I might consult the authority, you know, but uh, <laughs> basically, if everything, you know, hit the market today, that in forty-five days there would be no more inventory if no other houses were listed. That's wild. That's a good way of thinking yeah, about that's, it. That's so, pretty wild. Kind of crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, forty-five days. I mean, you blink your eyes and it's the next month, wow. right? So right. that means that every single month we as professionals have to help people list their homes, get in the market, do things that they have to do to actually keep that going. Because if for whatever reason, you know, and this would never happen, but someone was like, we're going to put a halt on, on listing homes, right? In 45 days, there'd be nothing. We'd have, we'd have no industry. Yeah. <laughs> it would, we'd be it would done. We'd have yeah. to close our doors. Yeah, like right. San Diego. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. They have like four <laughs> listings in San Diego. I mean, literally, yeah. my, a buddy of mine works at Wells Fargo there uh, in the Bay Area, and he's like, yeah, I got like three houses for sale right now that I, you know. Well, and, and if rates went up, I mean, now there's no refis because everyone. Correct. Right. And right. in California, it's crazy. People will refi for 
the smallest percentage. Well, you you've know. got a million dollar house. It's di- you know, yeah. a quarter a percent makes a difference, right? right? Could yeah. be a thousand bucks in your payment. Pretty, yeah, I mean, sure. yeah, it, it could, it, whatever it yeah. is, right? It could be a lot. So, so okay, so today, um, Nancy, talk to me about like because it's competitive. Yes, you know, it, everybody wants to be a real estate agent, <laughs> right? And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So, like, uh, how do you set yourself apart? I mean, how do you find success? You've had success, yeah. so. How do you find success in a very competitive market? And at the end of the day, why do you think people gravitate to using you? Because there's a lot of options, right? Mm-hmm. And real, and on the other flip side of it, a lot of people aren't using agents to list their house right now, which I think is a big mistake. But like, how do you basically set yourself apart to add that value? Oh, boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything about... You know, I don't know how other people run their business. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what they do or why they do what they do. Right. But part of it is, you know, being 20 years in the in the field, I've got a lot more experience in handling different kind of situations. Right. You know, people say, well, you must have seen everything by now. And it's like, no, you, you, there's no way you could have experienced every situation that comes up. So right. being able right. to pull from that that toolbox, you know, that's... Well, I think that been through the downturn, you know. So, right. so last, last before we hit the downturn in two thousand and seven, it really was two thousand seven, more than two thousand. Correct. For builders, it was two thousand six. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, knowing what that looked like going up, and then seeing what it looked like going down, you, you know, I've just gained a lot of experiential knowledge. Right. But to your point, like even doing, like I've been doing this 15, 15 years, right? Okay, right. I still see things today yeah. that I, don't, I haven't come across. But you sh- you're probably able to pull a piece from here and a piece yes. from here mm-hmm. and a piece from here and be able to pull it together. Correct. And then, so, okay, in the downturn market, we lost about 50% of our realtors. Mm-hmm. They just either retired or went back to their full-time jobs. Correct. We still have a situation where... 20 percent or so of us are doing 80 percent of the business sure mm-hmm. right. so a lot of those new agents they are part-timers oh yeah, yeah they've got other jobs or just they got have, their license right, right? right yeah they can't afford to just be an agent right takes time mm-hmm. it, and as a result of that when it comes down to like a, a somebody who does want to hire a realtor to help them facilitate this transaction they're looking for people with with experience, yeah. mm-hmm. with knowledge, mm-hmm. and with relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things about, you know, talking about getting your offers accepted, there's two kinds of realtors out there. There's the transactional people do a transaction. They call it a deal, yep. you know, yeah. that they're just trying to get their deals done. Yep. And then there's relational people who are really building a relationship with the other agents uh-huh. mm-hmm. and right. with those customers so happy you said that so because they're they're, because there are the transactional people even we deal with a sell and you can tell it's just there's little communication there's not any synergy they're they're working on their Mm -hmm. own they're almost fighting you on half the stuff and it's like guys we're all doing this for the same reason we want this like we we get we want to close this deal for the client to make sure everybody's happy we're all working together we need to get to know each other and when you work with a good team like that if you can tell Right. And then when you work with someone that's just very like aloof, it's it doesn't work as well. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and you know, being sometimes we're the fly on the wall, right, when it comes to the negotiations sure. between uh the listing agent and the buyer's agent and uh 
sometimes I'm like, man, how do you expect to get this deal accepted talking to someone like that? You know, that agent might just, you know, the way you're, you're, you're dealing with this might just say, we're not doing that offer. It's going to be a nightmare, you know, and, and just right. take it right off the table. And I think, like you said, you have to develop those relationships because you never know when you'll work with someone again. Right. I don't care how bad someone, you know, talks to me. I'm always trying to be professional. Well, for, for sure. Because they think back again, you know, 20 percent or, you know, the 80% of those agents out there are part-time. Yeah. You know, well, so yeah, those of us percentage. that are big listers that are full-time agents, we're going to run into some of those Again, same people yeah. <laughs> many times. And, you know, there's people, I just, you get three offers out there. and You know you don't want to work with one of them, right? You don't want to work with you them. You know they're bad, it's a bad right. situation. It's going to be a nightmare for your, your, your seller. And on the flip side, you'll one of those offers could be someone who you have a relationship with as far as professionalism goes and will shoot you straight and you know that it's going to be a solid uh solid transaction right and you owe it to your to your clients to say hey like this is going to be a really this is gonna be a good transaction i know i trust this one this one i've had bad experiences with them but you make the decision but you but you do owe it to them to tell them that right right yeah yeah, so you've got you've got all those dynamics going on, mm-hmm. but then sometimes you you know you legitimately you have a great you've got a great offer from a very nice buyer who fits fits really well with you know everything that your seller's looking for, and the agents, you know, maybe have been troublesome in the past, and you know, it's you okay st- to reach out to them and say to them, you know, you know. Look, remember last year when we had this problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really want to work with you and your client on this, mm-hmm. and so does my, so does the, the the seller. But here's what we need you to do this time, right? As right. Opposed to yeah. the past time. So it is okay to just have that conversation because sometimes you know that maybe that person did have a full time right. job and was unaccessible, and now isn't in that same headspace or is mm-hmm. working with a different you know, perhaps team leader or in a in a different um, company. That, right. Well, you and know. above and beyond that, I mean, it's, uh, you know, your duty to try and help your uh, client get the best offer. So absolutely. it might be bad, right. bad agent or bad experience, even if it's a repeat, right? If that it's a good buyer and they make the right offer, you still have, you just have to deal with it, right? That's right. That's so right. it's interesting. I think that uh, people work with people they trust over – we interview and, and meet with agents all the time, right? And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, everyone's kind of doing the same thing. No one is really reinventing the wheel, right, as far That's as right. what they do. But the experience, the being able to problem solve and pick pieces from, uh, you know, past deals to put your mm-hmm. new one together, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that's what conveys that trust. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Nancy, you did a. Uh, looks like you did had an interview with I think CNG Homes. Was it or no? Yep. Yeah, right. Um, and so th- they wrote an article basically on this interview that you had, and I thought it was really good. You you talked about uh, ten things that you should look out for when you li- when you list your house and how to choose a listing agent. I know you've got some more notes that you brought in, um, so I just kind of want to jump around on sure. some of these because I, I like some of these a lot. Um, <laughs> one of them is. Uh, uh, make this is just such a no brainer. It's so funny because people don't realize this, right? Uh, your real estate agent should be respectful, polite throughout the process, not rude or demanding. There are a lot of, I mean, walk you me guys through. Get it it should though. be common oh, sense, we get but it. it's not for everybody. I think you yeah. guys, honestly, I think you guys get it more than we do on that. We do. I think you do. Oh, we get the brunt. Yeah. It's like, it's like 
dude, we're, we're, we want to close <laughs> yeah. it. We want, we're doing everything we can. Yeah. There's uh, you know, the, something happened, right? Or there's a, something we got to clear up. And it's like, I need this right now. I'm like, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, everyone needs it. And I think, uh, you know, the, the same boat mentality is what everyone needs to have, mm-hmm. right? right? Like, why are you trying to hijack this or, or veer it off course? Can we all just work together? All right. So, oh, so, so sometimes you feel like somebody, if they're coming down hard on you, is just trying to hijack the, the transaction? Well, maybe, you know, That's to a degree, like, um, I don't know, I, I run into it quite a bit sometimes mm-hmm. where, you know, it, it was X up front, right? The, the terms, occupancy, things like that. And then it's like they're afraid to go to their seller and tell them, like, right. you know, hey, we got to do this or we have to do that. Everyone wants to close early. Things or changing everyone, along the way. They do. But, yeah. they, but they won't be direct with their sellers. So instead, they just put a foot down or, or put a wall up as to negotiations. And it's like, we all want to figure it out. We can. Right. But you have to talk to your seller, you know, in a way that they can understand our situation or the buyer situation and we'll come to terms. Right. But sometimes it's just it's just a nightmare. I don't necessarily know if hijack's the right word. But mm-hmm. and we're very upfront, right? And, you know, like at the very beginning, like, look, this is a potentially an FHA deal, and there's there might be some hair on it. The, one of the right. things it's like, hey, you got chip and peeling paint, yep, right? And yep. it happens, right? It, the, yep. the, the, we, I can't control that, <coughs> right? I, I need someone. I need you to fix it. Oh, oh, this is ridiculous. It's like, well, dude, you don't. Then you don't get it, right? Because it's like it's go not me, it. right? The, Just go get a paint can. Go go right. paint it. Or <laughs> my favorite, I mean? paint it. <laughs> my favorite is scheduling closings around agents' vacations. I mean, we all want to go on vacations, right? If they're but not even t- they're not going on vacation. That's the whole thing. Well, no, I they're eat. working. Yeah, they're at their job. They can't get off. Well, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> who goes on vacation? All right, here's here's the clue on that. If they only call you around eight a.m., noon. Or after five, they have a full time right. job. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. When you yeah. cannot get tip. hold of them yeah, during for sure. any other it's time, funny. they have a full time job. Right. Yeah. And, and if they're assistant quote unquote keeps popping up to all of the like inspections and stuff <laughs> they have a full-time correct, job. Yeah, right, for sure correct. <laughs> correct. i mean it's funny sometimes and i get it you know everyone wants to be there for their client but it's like we got to close friday you know um client it's the only day someone can get off work the mm-hmm. seller's on board but rate lock rate lock whatever right but the the seller or the the agent sometimes is out of out of town and it's mm-hmm. like, well, we can't close till I come back. And it's like, oh, no. we're closing. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're going to figure this out. I mean, send whoever you have to. Not that I'm calling the shots, but it's like, otherwise it's going to cost everyone a lot of money. And there's no reason to wait while we sign documents. Now, if there's. Can I just hear the, the one thing that is a beauty to me is like, uh, hey, hey, man, when are we closing? Well, dude, uh, we just ordered the appraisal. It's been three days. <laughs> um, but, hey, you know, I think, you know, we close almost pretty quickly. 21 days is our average. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, you know. And then, uh, you know, 10 days later, hey, man, when are we closing? We're really close. The CD's out. We're, you know, we just need one or two more conditions. We're good. Okay. Uh, I get an email. We scheduled the closing for tomorrow. <laughs> it's like yeah. you can't schedule the cl- – I don't have a clear to close. I, I, I would never tell anybody to schedule without a clear it's to close. It's just somebody that doesn't understand your process. Yes. Yeah. That's right. all that is. Yeah. 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 They, they might not even know what a CD is. Right. Correct. Or yes. the law around that. You're, you're actually right. Which and is kind of yeah. scary, actually. And these are rare instances. I feel like for the most part, you know, uh, I mean, there's there's problems that arise just inherently mm-hmm. in, in 
real estate and mortgage, right? But right. everyone so usually is on the same page. A lot page. of times when you define like another realtor is like just being, you know, really rude or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of falling off the pumpkin truck and going yeah. to the dark side. <laughs> good I like that it. analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just super stressed out. Yeah. Or yeah. they need that closing. 100%. They, right. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. they're worried and about money. Tell. they got bills. Right. Yeah. I had one guy once tell me, hey, I got to close this. My wife's going to kill me if it doesn't. Right. You know, it happens. Uh, let's go to some more because I don't want to run out of time. probably going to be late on her birthday present. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. No more dinners this week. We will. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like this one, and I think this is important in our in our market day. Write your best offer first. Yeah. No second chances. Right. Mm-hmm. Do not think you're coming in. You're going to limp in and then negotiate. Mm-mm. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go 10,000 10, light. And then see what happens. See what ha- no 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 dude. There's 14 other people right now that love yeah. this house because this yeah. is a nice house, right? Um, but so that y- is okay if they don't really want the house and they're yeah. just testing. Just put right. it out there. So right? here's a question. Correct. Yes. So question that I'll ask a, a buyer: Do you want to put an offer on the house or do you want to buy it? That's right. a great yeah, question. That's great. And then they right. say, "Oh, an offer. Okay, then let's just write." Because there is a difference. There is a huge. Yeah. Difference. If you love the house, you got to get after it. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is very they important. They don't want to buy it, then that's all right. Here's yeah. another one, and we hear this a lot, and, and I'm going to start firing through this because we're running out of time. But um, this is a, this is a good one because everybody in the market says this to do it. But it, to your point, I like what you said here. No cry letter, despite <laughs> what you've heard from your friends and many sellers. Actually, find the uh, many sellers actually find these letters manipulative. If you must yeah. include a personal letter I with your like offer, those. keep it short and emphasize your ability to close the deal because that's what they care about. Care about your kids, mm-hmm. your right? I mean, that sound heartless, but like it's not heartless, it, right? It's, not true. it's like it's like oh, sweet, like you want to make me feel bad, yeah, right? right? Guilt me into it. They're yeah. kind of strange. I was thought funny. I wrote a letter when I bought mine. What did yours say? I but really, it was just I really like your house. I really want to buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna be my first house, and yours fits the bill. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that. I wonder if it made them cry, Sal. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly doubt it. Salvatore is like, I really want to get drunk and have parties in your house. <laughs> that might actually do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Sounds like they have state flags. Sounds like this is a perfect yeah. bachelor pad. Could you imagine how much fun I'm going to have? Each other? <laughs> that pool table in the living room. I can Man. just right. see it. Yeah. it it's now awesome. at night when I hear the dogs bark till 5 a.m., I see why they sold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, here's another one that I don't think is... is uh, conducive to winning offers do not ask the seller to pay closing costs right seller concessions right right it's pretty tough right now to get them because you're getting other offers that don't have them right and it weakens your offer it makes you look like you need them first and foremost second of all i don't have to give you anything right right like why would you do it so can can you guys talk about buying concessions and the rate yeah, so uh, so a lot. What a lot of people don't realize on right. our end. Well, that's why I want you. To yeah, talk about for it. sure. Like we can give a higher rate, which gives a rebate, which can cut your costs down, right? So you know we give that option to people. You know, and the, quite the opposite's happening now, and I'll talk about that also. So basically, like let's say your 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 rate is four and a half percent as a consumer, and you're like, man, I I don't want to come out of pocket with all this money. Well, we can give you four point seven and drop your cost by like three, four thousand, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Right? I'm just using mm-hmm. numbers. Yep. No, it's good. Um, and people like sometimes are like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to ask for the concession. I could do a no cost close for you and just cover it with the rate. 
because every rate has right. a cost, right? But what's happening in our market right now, especially at, at like these bigger lenders, people are so rate conscious that now people like are your get- rates are going up, and mm-hmm. it yeah. seems you know counterproductive to right. take a higher rate to pay for your cost. But I don't, you know, this is a common. Uh, I did it in my like VA loans. I'm like, dude, and you're taking a risk doing this, but take a rate that will pay all your costs. You're putting zero down, and in six months. Fannie Mae or, or Ginny Mae probably won't like this, but do a refi, mm-hmm. right? And then you can lower it back down. And if the rates go up, they went up, but you saved yourself five, six grand out of pocket. Most importantly, you got the house you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's so, what's important. Yeah, so I think when, that when you talk to people about closing cost rate and the house, a lot of times people will pay. You know, you, we, you see this in, in transactions that you get coming back that they'll waive up to $10,000 of the appraisal if the right. appraisal comes in low mm-hmm. and all it. this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, especially in this market today. So if they'll pay $10,000 more to a seller, why wouldn't they pay three or $4,000 more in the rate to get the house that they want? Correct. To me, it's yeah. just a mind switch over. That's the thing. Exactly. Consumers can't wrap their mind around, I'm going to get a higher mm-hmm. rate. Or, again, what's happening is banks are selling rates with points so it's actually costing them more because people are so conditioned like i don't want four and a half percent i thought there were four okay we'll give you four i'm going to quote you four and a quarter but it's going to cost you three thousand dollars or two thousand dollars and it's like dude don't do that the difference in payment isn't worth it right you know above and beyond that too a lot of people are building the building it into the price right seller's bottom line is is 200 so we're going to go in 205 with 5k concessions right right Right. One, you risk losing that all in the appraisal if yep. it doesn't right. appraise, and yep. two, um, you owe five grand more on the house. So, did you end up in a better spot by doing that, or would you have been better with the higher rate because you're only going to mm-hmm. be there for three or four years, and you're not going to realize that whole five grand? Right. So, so Nancy, in the spirit of time, I want you to pick one or two other topics that you want to you want to touch on. You got anything else that really stands out? Because I mean, oh. you've got some good stuff in here. I wish we could go through all of them. Well, give me more then. Okay. Because okay. I, I mean, I got a page of 17 notes. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, which one was it that I really like? Oh, your, your real estate agent should probe the seller's agent to learn what is most important. Is it money? Is it time? Craft your offer accordingly. Like how, like, you can't just fling an offer. I mean, learn. Let's figure out what's important. What are the hot buttons? What are they, what are they mm. looking for? Because um, they might take five thousand dollars less if they want to close in fifteen days. That's right. 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 100%. And so let's figure that out. So, like, how do you go about doing that? Do you, do you just pick so, up the phone? Okay. So, okay. I told you I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> Which scares I bet the that crap comes out in handy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm getting psychoanalyzed right now as I speak. <laughs> With an educational background. Right. Right. I'm screwed. So, <laughs> so I'm coming from it from a perspective of I want to learn everything that I can up front. And then, you know, talk to people, just real open, talk to the other agent and say, you know, what are your clients looking for? Is it time? Is it money? Is it a combination of both? You know, and just have a frank conversation with them. And in that, I'm presenting, I'm already setting them up to present my offer, which is to tell them about my buyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're picking things up and you're dropping little hints, right? It's, it's, Absolutely. It's, a, it's a whole thing that's happening right there. And yeah. you're getting a lot of good information out of it too. So it goes back to the term that you use with the synergy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to create that right from the beginning. So you're showing that you care about that agent, 
that agent's client, that agent's relationship with that client, your relationship with your client, and you're showing that you know who they really are. Yeah. So that's it I mean, kind of lays a it lays a foundation, and the other agents will almost always talk to you about it, mm-hmm. unless there's somebody who was sent out by a you know a mega agent or a team leader to just go try to get the listing. Yeah. And then they throw it out on the multi list. They don't really have a relationship with them. That happens all the time mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It does happen a lot. It's so people want to, with the teams to, out yeah. there. Yeah. But, some, but but there's a clue in that too. You know, the the clue really is if that agent doesn't really know there's the the sellers, then it's probably about money because they just hired somebody that gave them a better deal right. or told them they could sell the house higher than the other and people it, that they had come it in. It is funny right. too because when we make that call, you know, as a, as a lender, I always like to call the listing agent and just say, hey, Perfect. my buyer is solid. You know, we can close quick. They want to close quick, but, you know, are willing to work with whatever. And they ask me the questions, right? But sometimes I call and they're like, yep, thanks, whatever, right? Bye. We're looking for highest and best, do by five, we'll let you know, right? And then other times it's like, well, it's a divorce situation, they got to move, do you think X date is possible? You can tell that they did their homework with their seller. So it's interesting. Yeah, you just got to read the tea leaves within everything. You know what I mean? You just got to be able to see and understand what's going on. So last one, and then we got to get going uh, because we're running out of time. Be organized, have at the ready your pre-approval letter for your mortgage, and go a step further. Have proof of your down payment funds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's big. That's great, right? Yeah. I, I mean, having a pre a real pre approval because there are like here's the issue that or an approval letter. Yeah, something. Right. That, and and with a lender that's actually looked at the income, looked at looked at everything potentially underwrote it. Have you know perfect right? Have all that set up so it's a, so and use a lender that's known for doing that. You know, in my opinion, right? This is what I've heard, and I don't know. But if like my pre-approval is next to like uh, a Quicken's pre-approval, yeah, I, I said it. I said it. Well, and it's funny because <laughs> I, I've been like, hey. I'm just saying. So you know, it is funny too because you know we'll get pre-approvals. Man, I went there. I'm sorry. Guys. Oh no, you didn't. Sorry. They're in the backyard. I'm gonna get crushed. Dane Gilbert's gonna come over here and punch me in the face. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> March through this door. It, it is funny, though, because people will have a quick and pre-approval, rate shopping, come talk to me. And then I'm like, man, you don't you don't qualify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah that's a bad not, one. Because well, we already have issue. a contract. What do we do? And it's not that Quicken's a bad company, just by the way. Right. It's just okay. that they're, they're incentivized to write pre-approvals. There's pressure on the, on the loan officer. You're front, you're front line. Right, yeah. you're, you're getting beat up. Like, I need more, right? So they're, they're just trying to get them out. And that comes, and they and they don't have a great understanding of the market. They're not on the streets. They're not talking to agents every day. So it's a little bit of a different model. Uh, but to, my my point is, yeah. is when you, when you have your pre approval sitting on your table with your, with your with your uh, seller, you know that this person this is a solid pre approval because they, they they have a good track record of having good pre approvals. Yeah, and I think I think to that just you know last last point on that is that you want an in state lender. Hmm. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. communication's good. They're not. It's not getting processed and like you Nothing's know, Iowa. Worse than having to wait till eleven a.m. to call California, right? Yeah. You know, well, well the, where funding doesn't come on time, right? Yeah, right. the, clo- the closer gets in the office late. at yes, right? early. You know, there's well, no money at the table, right? Yeah, so. we're here at ten, but they're not getting there till. You're trying to call your loan yeah. officer, and it's like President's Day. <laughs> and you can't 
talk to them. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, I feel like most of the business happens on the weekends and why, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously to, to Quicken's advantage, I mean, they, they make you work Saturday and Sunday all day. They too, do. So yeah, they do for sure. It's one of those things. I mean, no bank hours. Right. So Nancy... Thank you so much for being on the show. It was a lot of fun. I want you to tell the audience how they can get a hold of you if they need to use or utilize your services. They can call me at 248-224-1013 or my email is nancy.robinson01 at gmail.com. Say that number one more time. 248-224-1013 and nancy.robinson01 at gmail.com. Got it. Cool. Thanks. Diane. Thanks, Diane. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you, Paul. Thank Salvatore, you, Paul. How, how can they find fun. our show? You can go onto the podcast app and search Live on Real Estate, Google Play Store, or www.liveonrealestate.com. You're on fire, buddy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, everyone. We are Live on Real Estate. Thank you for listening. We'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hold on. You got to hear this.